Good morning and welcome to Front Row Center here on Montana Public Radio. I'm Michael Marsalek. Joining me is Krista Tippett. Krista is the host of On Being, a Peabody Award-winning show. Her most recent book is entitled Becoming Wise, an Inquiry into the Mystery and Art of Living. Part of the Civil Conversations Project, there will be a public event happening in Missoula, a taping of the show and an event called Repairing Public Discourse. Sally Cohn, CNN political commentator, will be here in Missoula. Eric Erickson, editor of The Resurgent, will be here as well. And Krista will be in Montana. So nice to speak with you, Krista Tippett. We are so happy to be doing this in Montana. We've been wanting to come forever. Well, it's a partnership with the Marine and Mike Mansfield Center and the Project for American Democracy and Citizenship. And this initiative, the Civil Conversations Project, is something that you've been doing for some time. I have been very fascinated by this idea of what it takes to be civil and to have the kinds of meaningful conversations that we obviously need to do in our society. Things are more and more polarized. Uh-huh. The importance of having an opportunity to have meaningful dialogue and true listening is something that you've been passionate about from the beginning, it seems. Yes, and I want to say also, and I think this is a little bit in your question, to be civil, I think we actually have to resurrect the word and the concept because I do think I always add adjectives when I talk about civility, you know, like adventurous and muscular, because I think that that word civil alone in its watered-down form, feels kind of nice and tame and safe and not something that can meet the complexity and the hard edges of this moment. So when we take on civility, we're also trying to recreate it for the needs of the world now. Well, it seems people are so polarized in the sense that they're they're caught in their own silos, they're caught in their own uh, reverberation chambers, but there's a lack of, it seems to me that there's a kind of a general lack of empathy or compassion or even the idea of what it means to, to have deep listening, allowing someone to be heard. That's an art, don't you think? It's an art. You have to work at it. Yes. It's an art and it's a practice. It's a muscle that you can flex and create some muscle memory. But really the way we have conducted ourselves in our political spheres, political modes of argument and debate have infiltrated all of our spheres. The way we take up any important subject, even in a community, even in a religious institution, is very contentious. It's about turning issues into a debate between this extreme and that extreme. It's about competing answers. It's not about what are the questions before us that we all have a stake in. There are some simple things that we can do that are actually very hard because they feel so counterintuitive because of the set of instincts and reflexes we've worked up. I'd love to have you talk just a little bit about what you anticipate happening in this conversation that you're going to host in Missoula, but also just in the sense that you've had many opportunities to put people with differing perspectives, differing backgrounds in the same room and have these kinds of conversations. This project, you write, seeks to renew common life in a fractured and tender world. I'm just touched by how difficult it is for some people to be in a place that's uncomfortable. We have to move beyond just opening our minds to other perspectives, and we actually have to open our minds and our hearts to each other and move beyond only approaching each other in terms of differing opinions and arguments. And listening is about real listening, generous listening, 
the the listening that actually wants to know the humanity even behind the words of the other, that wants to bring your own best words into the room and your own best presence. That that is is about being present to the humanity of the other. And so the language we use, the kinds of formats we've created and populated for interacting with with each other, they are profoundly dehumanizing. And so there's work we have to do at that level. If we understand that and invest at that level, then new possibilities open up that we can't imagine when we're still stuck in this framework of my belief versus your belief or who I voted for versus who you voted for. We, we've so simplified ourselves, it really even to ourselves and to each other. In a, a wonderful document that's on the website, uh, onbeing.org, by the way, you talk about adventurous civility and hospitality and patience being part of what it requires to have those better conversations. What have you learned as somebody who is just very curious and passionate about people and interested in people as you try to put these things into practice in challenging conversations? Well, I've learned a lot. And what you're referring to is what we call the grounding virtues. I think a big piece of what we try to offer is that we have work to do before we even start a new conversation in just creating trustworthy, inviting spaces in which something new can happen, spaces for new kinds of conversation and spaces for new kind of relationship, that we speak together differently in order to live together differently, but that we have to get there. We have to get to those places and there's an atmosphere to create. And the truth is, right now, because again, we've modeled so many of our encounters online, offline, in this very contentious way. This is what, how we think it's done. We know what will happen when we create those spaces. So we have to step back and create the possibility for something new to happen. And another thing I want to say is that I think something we do wrong that actually paralyzes a lot of us is that part of that model is that the way you do this is you get the most extreme voice on one side of an issue against the most extreme voice on the other side of the issue, right? And we get this modeled on television all the time, and this mm-hmm. is you know, what happens in the comment sections. And again, we could all write the script for that, right? Like, what's the point? It's a waste of time to set those things up. But I do have this deep belief that in the middle and heart of our life together, not just in the center, but left of center and right of center on whatever that means in the terms of any any issue or any question, most of us have some questions alongside our answers and some curiosity alongside our convictions. And that what we can do immediately is start convening not the obvious suspects, not the most odious person to you on the other side who, in fact, it's right, you are never going to bring around to seeing your way. But people who come right up close to that, who are different, but who also are longing to break out of this. And I I believe so strongly in that. And I see that energy in places I go all over the country. And, you know, with what we're doing in, in Montana is we had been in a conversation with Sally Cohn who is absolutely recognizable as a liberal, but also worked on Fox News and is kind of a bridge person, right? She's kind of done these counterintuitive things and really, really, really has practiced a curiosity about, quote unquote, the other side. 
And so it's not, it's just not a predictable conversation she has or the questions she asks. And, and we actually invited her and said, who's somebody, again, on the other side, which I just, as soon as we start talking like that, this is part of the problem, you've been in conversation with where you know something different is possible. And it's, you're still going to be deep differences. Another thing we do, we have this rush to common ground but when we identify common ground too quickly, we just get really superficial. If we say we have to have lots of common ground and we can't see it, and we can't see it in a lot of places and a lot of the things we're dealing with, and then we make that a prerequisite for actually not having common life, not daring common life, you know, then we are really endangered. This is not going to be a conversation about identifying common ground, but it's going to be where do we start and what is the conversation we haven't been having that, in fact, if we are patient with it, if we honor it, can lead us to common places of, if nothing else, living our questions together that we can't imagine unless we start in a different way? I'm talking with Krista Tippett today. She's the host of On Being and the author. She'll be coming to Missoula for an event on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. at the Denison Theater entitled Repairing Public Discourse. It's a special event as part of the Civil Conversations series and will be a taping of the On Being program as well. And you've talked about this evening as repairing public discourse. What, what steps are necessary to get to a place? I mean, you talked a little bit about that in, in the sense of what you don't want to do. It's mm-hmm. not just about looking for common ground. For me, some of it is reopening what I want to call our moral imagination, figuring out what that can look like. Can we have a vocabulary for moral imagination in our midst that is not captive to partisan dynamics? One way we've impoverished ourselves in recent years is in narrowing our understanding of what public life is to what political life is. And then now we're in this moment where politics, especially at the highest levels, is so dysfunctional. And because we haven't really explored, like, what is public life beyond that? To me, public life is about all of our disciplines and it's all of ourselves. And I think in a moment like this where politics is failing us, we have to understand that public life is happening in our neighborhoods, it's happening in our schools, it's happening in our workplaces because we are all bringing all these dynamics of this age into all these places where we live. There's some work to do just to reimagine and to understand the importance and the seriousness and the value of how we conduct ourselves in all of these places and not just be captive to that narrow political realm. And there's a poem of, of Elizabeth Alexander, who was a poet of the first Obama inauguration that's in our Better Conversations guide that it's a question by way of poetry that she asks. It's a question that is a powerful form of words, again, to help us reframe our entire approach and our imagination to this so that something new can happen. And the question is, are we not of interest to each other? I think that kind of reflection and that kind of wake up can be a way to get out of us just knowing how to be interested in and argue with each other's opinions, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? We are all so much more than that. There's a question I learned that really formed 
the creation of On Being and the way I ask questions, it was in a religious context with some Benedictines where they would pick up any great theological question by asking people to answer the question through the story of your life. I had this fantasy that the day after election 2016, we, everybody had to sit down with somebody who voted the other way. And if the conversation had started this way, why did you vote for Donald Trump? Why did you vote for Hillary Clinton? Answer the question through the story of your life. That would yield all the important issues and subjects and policy matters that we need to take up. But we would come at them as human beings who share this country. Those of us who care about this, those of us who can be bridge people, those of us who are safe enough, because there's a lot of vulnerability to go around right now. There are a lot of hard edges. But those of us who are safe enough to have soft hearts and inquiring minds and risk doing something differently, we can start having those conversations we want to be hearing, and we have to stop expecting them to happen in the usual places. Krista Tippett is the author of a number of books, including her most recent book, Becoming Wise, an Inquiry into the Mystery of Art and Living. She's the host of On Being, the program heard every Sunday here on Montana Public Radio as well. She'll be in Montana on Tuesday. 7 p.m. event is at the Denison Theater. It's entitled Repairing Public Discourse. It will be Krista Tippett with Sally Cohn, CNN political commentator, and Eric Erickson, editor of The Resurgent. If you'd like more information, you can call 243-2988. There's information on the On Being website at onbeing.org and at mtpr.org as well. Krista Tippett, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you in Montana. Thank you. It was a great conversation, and I am happy to be coming. <laughs>